0: to another episode of Unleashed with Eva. I know I've been gone for a minute. Um, I haven't done an interview, one-on-one interview with anyone in the last six or seven months. I know you've seen my sermons, you've seen the book release, but have a better way to come back today. I have a guest today that you can find chatting with your favorite Hollywood actors, community activists, and entertainers on his media platforms. I am elated to welcome to the show today LaTroy Gardner. Latroy, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Eva, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing really good. I feel so blessed to have you as my guest on today. I'm still trying to remember how did we meet. I know we have a connection to a mutual friend, Dr. Taisha Gardner in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But I think how did we how did we initially connect?
1: We connected. Uh, so I had Dr. Taisha Gardner, who's <laughs> actually actually my cousin. I had him on my my show, Stop, Look, and Listen. And um, we were just discussing all of the amazing things he's been doing in the community. And he mentioned the um, Wallace Wilder case, in which he participated in a protest um, at the Pickens County Courthouse. That's right. So um, the way I am, if someone feeds me um, an opportunity for a future interview, then I act upon it. So he mentioned the Wallace Wilder case and how um, there was a lot of injustice involved and the family was seeking justice. And I reached out, well, I went on the Facebook page and found out uh, Renata Harris, uh, Wallace Wilder's niece um, was involved and was interested in doing an interview. And I reached out and you was the contact person and you, you got everything squared away and scheduled. And we did an interview with Renata and the family's attorney, uh, Richard Rice. Yes. Um, it was a great interview. It um, allowed me to step outside of, I wouldn't say my comfort zone because I, I feel like I can interview anyone, mm-hmm. but it was a different type of interview. And okay. I was proud of it. Unfortunately, we didn't get the news that we desired, but I think it brought uh, further awareness to the case.
0: Yes, and with cases like that, awareness is so, so important, and the one thing that you and I have in common is this love for media, this love for interviewing people. You know, a lot of times people go live on Facebook, and I can do that. People were telling me to use that as a medium to to share about my book, but I prefer to interview other people and hear from other people, and so that's why I want to talk to you today. So I want you to tell us, you know, briefly who you are,
1: LaTroy. Okay, well... (laughs) First off, I'm just a humble guy that has a <laughs> gift that I've probably hidden for a while. And uh, you know how it is, you know, like even growing up in the church where a lot of times uh, the there's a, a kid that is shy and afraid to sing. And then once you put a microphone in their face, um, it's the best sound that, that you've ever heard. So um, I'll say, I, I wear many hats. I, I, I'm employed by University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, work at the law library, but I'm also um, a media personality. I went to school for it, have my degree in mass communications. Uh, got my start um, interning at a TV station in my hometown of Beaufort, South Carolina, uh, WJWJ. And I was like 16 years old, and I was still sort of confused as to the path that I wanted to take in life. But um, I, I just, I enjoyed watching Sports Center, and I felt like sports broadcasting was the path I would take. But then I also had a love for music and uh, listening to um, radio stations and. Um, imitating the local disc disc jockeys so i kind of had an idea that probably broadcasting would be what i would major in in college and you know long story short i just um, you know experimented interned tv station college radio um from that point um just uh, branched out used my creativity networking skills and we built uh, a company called the GOB radio network
0: GOB radio network tell me what that GOB stands
1: for uh, the good old boys
0: the good old boys okay <laughs> okay yes. so you know my thing is purpose talking about purpose I've read a book about purpose I love having discussions about purpose. And I, because I believe that everybody is created with a purpose in mind. But when you hear this statement, I want you to tell me immediately, what do you think about LaTroy when I say this statement? You were created with purpose in mind. What, what comes to you about LaTroy when I say that?
1: Hmm. Um. First off, I, f- I feel like my purpose was uh, to, I guess, be a gift to others because it seems like by nature, I'm an unselfish person. So I've always been giving of others and making sure that um, you know, they have a smile on their face, sometimes to the detriment of my own. So um, yeah, definitely definitely being giving of myself, whether that's um, working with kids with autism, whether that's um, uh, working with my alumni association, um, participating in college fairs, kind of just uh, sharing my experiences with um, upcoming uh, uh, freshman uh, college students, um, being a mentor to uh, young professionals, you know, in the media field um, or in law. So I I just feel like there's different areas where um, maybe my, maybe my personality, maybe I'm infectious and people just like to, you know, be around me and, and I just give off this warmth.
0: I think you're definitely infectious and you give off warmth, but tell me about this. So you said something that I didn't know. Do you volunteer uh, with kids who have autism or how do you, how does that part of your service to the world?
1: So I, I did that for three years, um, from 2000 and uh, 15 to 2018. So I worked with specifically two, two young men. One, um, was in high school and ended up, um, uh, graduating and we still worked together in his first year in college. And then another one that was in community college. And then, um, as he began to, um, branch out as a, as an adult. So, um, with that, we pretty much just worked on life skills, um, whether that's going to the gym, um, going to restaurants and placing orders independently, going to the library, picking out a book, reading it, um, assisting with homework, um, help helping them talk to girls, you know, just just mm-hmm. a little bit of everything that um, we, we take for granted. Yeah. Um, those are skills that they're learning and I was there. I I pretty much became part of their families, Um, you know, with their parents and uh, siblings. They treated me as if I was, you know, part of the family.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think, you know, um, we have a young lady at church who is our worship leader. Her name is Jasmine, which is interesting. I know you have a a connection to Tuscaloosa. She lives in Tuscaloosa. She teaches in Tuscaloosa and she's gifted um, around. Teaching kids with exceptionalities, and that's her thing. And um, she's so passionate about it. Um, she posts about it. She did videos this summer, created a YouTube channel, you know, while we were in the middle of COVID. And I just think it takes a special gift and a special love from God, from God, to actually um, take that on as your mission, you know, and, and find ways to mentor and ways to teach kids with exceptionalities and adults with exceptionalities. And so that, when you said that, I immediately started seeing Jasmine's face, but I want you to talk to me a little bit. How did you get from this LaTroy that's the high school student, the, the college student, to the person that is co-hosting and co-producing a show that is heard all the way in England, Germany, and Japan? How did you get there? How did that even unfold?
1: Um, so I'll, I'll even go a step further to when I was a little kid. I was was like three or four years old. Um, I would would be in my grandfather's den and he would have his 45s, Um, but I wasn't listening to them. I was like rolling them um, across the carpet to see which one would go the furthest. So that was like my first soiree into, I guess, having my hands on music. But then my great grandfather, he owned like a hole in the wall club. And because of my situation, um, you know, single parent household, um, I would have to stay at various relatives homes while my mom worked. And sometimes I would be at my aunt Aunt Perla May's house and my great grandfather, um, his, his hole in the wall club was right outside. So sometimes I would be around him and of course there's, you know, people shooting pool and drinking and playing cards and and everything that you would expect in the hole and wall club. But I would be in there as well as like four or five year old kid. And I'd be in there on the pool table, like drinking grape soda, eating chips and just soaking in everything. Um, and of course the music was infectious. So I think that was my first experience. That's when I started to fall in love with music then you just take it, take it on until I was like 13 or 14 years old, and I would, I would create mixtapes off of songs I would hear off the radio or off the television. So if Rap City is on, I'm, I'm taping like Notorious B.I.G. songs or Mob Deep or Ice Cube or Scarface, Outkast, my favorite hip hop group, and I would just start putting together uh, mixtapes. And then, as my personal music collection continued to increase, then I would figure out ways to create mixtapes off my CD collection. And while I was at Winthrop University in college, I, some of my friends would be requesting like personal um, mix CDs, whether it was slow jams or, or hip hop or instrumentals, because we would be in our dorm rooms. I can't, I can't freestyle or serve a serve lick, but some of my friends could rap. So I would supply the beats so they could freestyle. And that turned turned into me doing three radio shows while I was at Winthrop, um, The Dungeon, which was a hip hop show, The Bedroom, which was The Quiet Storm show. And then my senior year, I created The Good Old Boys.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So what I'm hearing you talk about your purpose and how it impacted the people around you. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the things I say or, or think that, you know, our purpose is not just for us, even though we have to focus on ourselves for a minute and take a deep dive within and start to seeing the things that we're passionate about. But ultimately, our purpose um, impacts a collective or a community or a group in a positive way in order, order for it to truly be purposeful. So I want you to talk about that a little bit. I know you talked about, you know, you would supply the beats for them to freestyle. But in what other ways have you seen your purpose connected to you know media? How it has been able to bless and inspire and benefit the greater good in others?
1: Um. So with the Good Old Boys Show in particular, we have over the years, which we brought it. We started the Good Old Boys Show myself, Mario Washington, and Kimberly Shaw back in two thousand and four. And after I graduated, because I was the youngest one, um, it was pretty much shelved. And then in 2009, we brought it back. So since 2009, it's been myself, Mario, is, you know, has uh, continued to be a part of the show. And then we added Quentin Gore and Wafiq Zarif. So it's the four of us. And we've done all types of shows. We've done shows on depression, we've done shows on teenage pregnancy, on. Um, like growing up without a father, uh, dealing with that, um, on how to be a step, stepfather. Uh, we've done shows on um, dealing with drug and alcohol abuse. Um, you name it. Uh, we've we pretty much tackled it. And of course, the relationship topics too. Um, we've done shows on um, entrepreneurship and financial literacy uh with stop look and listen yeah we we've discussed um uh prison reform you know we had a guest on the show lester young who served uh over 20 years in prison for murder and he and while he was incarcerated he created a non-profit organization path path to redemption and since he's been released he's been doing amazing things um i had uh, the Buford County Black Chamber of Commerce from my hometown, uh, on, and they were just talking about home ownership and um, small business grants, just opportunities to um, better enhance your quality of living. So I, I just feel like providing information and then, you know, not hiding from my personal truth. I'm not afraid to talk about my truth at all. So people can relate to that.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Now recently I've seen that you have interviewed, I know I saw, was it Vivian Green? Yes. Interviewed Felicia Rashad. I want to talk about, you know, what does it feel like to sit down with those people that we kind of see far off from afar and to be able to just have a one-on-one conversation with people who have achieved certain levels around their passions in life. What does that feel like for you? What does that do for you when you interview them?
1: I mean, honestly, when I talk to them, I come to the realization that we have more in common than you would ever expect. Um, They grew up just like us with a dollar and a dream, as J. Cole would say, and um, with hard work and perseverance, they were able to achieve the unimaginable. And like, especially from a creator's perspective, I you just have to um be put in a position to harness those gifts and you never know who's watching or paying attention and who can bless you. So you just continue to push forward and eventually someone will notice you know your what what you're bringing to the table.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I and I I've um took the time to go and watch those interviews, and I encourage everybody to go out to the good old boys. Well, this is stop looking, listen, right? That right. they were on. Can you tell us how to find stop looking, listen on all of your all of your mediums?
1: Okay, so stop looking, listen is available uh, for one. It's it's um, a video podcast, so it's available on our YouTube channel, which is G O B Radio Network TV. We also have an audio only version that's available on our website www.gobradionetwork.com. It can also be found on on Apple if you prefer to listen to it on the Apple app, of uh, Gob Radio Network. Um, as far as the the Good Old Boys Radio Show, um, you can also find us on Spotify, iHeart, um, Stitcher, Mixcloud is the only Um, provider that plays the music version so Mm -hmm. it's a it's a two-hour episode with music that that's related to the topic we're discussing Um, we're also on amazon and pandora so you can pretty much find us everywhere
0: everywhere everywhere now when i read your bio it said these great things that we've heard about you already today earlier in the show Um, but it says stay tuned for what's next can you share what's next for LaTroy?
1: Um, <laughs> I'll just say the sky's the limit. Um I
0: love it. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm not I'm not sure what's next for me. I'm just I'm gonna leave that in the Lord's hands. Because a year ago this time, I I well the idea of stop, look, and listen was being discussed mm-hmm. between me and Mario.
0: Yes. But
1: it wasn't going to be executed the way it has been executed. Mm -hmm. One, now this might surprise you. Before um, I started doing Stop, Look, and Listen back in May, the last time I I had conducted a solo interview probably was in high school. Mm. So early on with the good old boys uh, radio show, we had interviews within six months. I think the first interview, interview we had was Crystal Waters, so that was back in 2009. And up up until about 2015, we had celebrity interviews consistently every week. But Mario did them all. I would um I would book all of the interviews, and sometimes me and him would tag team, but it was primarily him. And then eventually we just decided to. Um, stop doing them because of his schedule and uh, just the difficulties of um, squeezing in interviews that would fit his schedule and the artist. Um, so it, it was just something that we decided to, to pull the plug on.
0: Now, in any way with Stop, looking, and Listen, has COVID, our being, you know, virtual, has that assisted in any way in, in your viewers and the audience that you're reaching, reaching?
1: Um, I'll I'll say the um being able to do Zoom interviews has has allowed us to um, do interviews that we probably wouldn't have done. There's no way I would have been able to interview Felicia Rashad uh, unless it was during Zoom. I mean <laughs> during COVID you know, to get her on Zoom. But um, I mean because otherwise we would have had to either do a do a phone interview mm-hmm. or we would have had to do it in person.
0: And just to see her infectious smile on the screen, like to me, that just makes for a better interview. (laughs)
1: Right. So I'll say, um, interviewing her was a piece of cake because we, it wasn't really an interview. We were just relating to my hometown because she loves, loves my hometown so much. So we were just, um, sharing stories about Beaufort, South Carolina, St. Helena Island. But, um, I'll say the interview that I was most nervous about was Don Robinson from En Vogue. Oh, wow. I, and I mentioned it in the, like, early on in the interview. I was like, I actually have butterflies in my stomach right now. Part of the reason was because I know, I know her reputation. So I didn't know what to expect because I'm the type where I don't like to cheat my audience. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask the questions that need to be asked. So I wasn't sure how she was going to respond to it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I just love, you know, I know I'm passionate about media media and interviewing people, and I love meeting people. I love interviewing people who are passionate about the same things that I'm passionate about because it's it's a a different energy. And I think, you know, I think when you're talking about that team dynamic, working with other people that are just as passionate about you, you know, like when you were doing the shows with other people, um, that energy can be so high. You can get so much done if everybody's operating kind of on that same level of passion so I just think that's beautiful I think there's beautiful is there anything else you would want our listeners to unleash with Eva viewers and listeners, our audience to know about LaTroy Gardner
1: mm. uh, I think that I will encourage you know everyone to um, align themselves with the right the right team, people that are in your corner that's supportive, that, that prays for you. I mean, because no matter um, how successful you are or um, what whatever you accomplish in life, you're gonna have moments where you need, need your prayer warriors. You're gonna need people that are gonna strengthen you in times where you're down. So make sure you have the right people in your corner um, stay persistent, never give up um, if if what your goal if what your goal um, needs is research or education, follow that path. If it's if it requires networking and uh, paying your dues, then do that. Whatever it takes don't the last thing I ever want to do is, be one of those people 60, 70 years old sitting around wondering what could have been. I want to at least give my all to accomplish whatever I I would like to attain, at least saying at the end, I gave my best.
0: I love that. I love that. So you guys, there you have it, Mr. LaTroy Gardner, um, we have been grateful to just interview to talk to you. and. On behalf of the listeners of Unleashed with Eva, on behalf of myself, thank you so much for giving us your time on today.
1: All right. Thank you, Eva. It, it was a pleasure to be on the other side of the microphone. So uh, <laughs> it, it's different. I'm used to asking questions, not answering them.
2: The seed of purpose is within us. But are you giving it enough light and water to grow? Sometimes, we have too many objects in frame, making it hard to focus. We let detrimental relationships get in the way, or we leave our joy out to be stolen by comparing our lives to what we see on our phone screens. Here, These are the questions the Creator wants to help us answer. On our self-discovery journey to finding our purpose, God leaves us clues, breadcrumbs. If we can silence the noise and take a closer look at our lives, our relationships, our gifts, we'll see they're all breadcrumbs leading us like the North Star to our purpose.